Good morning, church. If you guys have your Bibles, please open your Bibles. We're going to be um, in several places. Thank you to Tony and Lori for um, reading Genesis 37. But essentially, that really was my whole sermon, like Tony's prayer. Um, but we're going to be in several places, too. We're going to be in Genesis 37. We're going to be in Genesis 39. Um, if you could also place Mark Genesis 45, um, we're going to be kind of be jumping around all over the place. So um, please pray for my son, too. I wasn't in church last week because I got a fever. Uh, I caught that sickness, that bug that was going around, and then Noah caught it. So he's home right now with 103. And yeah, so last night we were battling that together and um, running on a little bit of uh, lack of sleep, but please be praying for him. And also be praying for Pastor Armando that he feels better, too. So <clears throat> the title of this message this morning is Stewardship. We're going to be talking about stewardship. Time, talent, and treasure. And my heart for us, just like Samuel prayed, as we're going into this new year, 2023, 15 days into this new year, speak, Lord, for your servants here at Servants Church are listening. Can I get an amen? And so um, I want to piggyback off of what Pastor Armando preached last week with um, the mission and the vision of our church, the mission, Matthew 28, the Great Commission, therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you, and surely I'm with you always to the very end of the age. And then our vision for our church, what is it? Mark 10, 10, 45, right? For even the Son of Man did not come to be serve, but to serve and give his life as a ransom for many. And then Pastor Armando last week gave us this challenge. He said, God has given each and every one of you passions. God has given each and every one of you a call. God has given each and every one of you a purpose. What has God put it on your heart to do? And now we have this opportunity to respond in obedience. And then Pastor Armando, last week he said, where is your place in the world? Where is your place in this town? What has God called you to do, church? So this morning, we're going to be expounding from last week's message, looking at the life of Joseph. And as Tony and Lori so beautifully prayed and, and read this scripture, we see that in Genesis chapter 37, there were some early issues, right, with these brothers. And the, the three points that I want to make, point number one, if you guys are taking notes, number one, it's not about me. Point number two, stewardship and sacrifice. And then point number three, time, talent, and treasure. And I wanted to share this verse with you guys before we dive into this word. Psalm 24, verses 1 and 2, on the topic of stewardship. The earth is the Lord's and everything in it, the world and all who live in it. For he founded it on the seas and established it on the waters. Okay, so opening question this morning to you guys. How many of you guys own your home? Trick question. How many of you guys own your car? Come on. Who owns your home? Who owns your car? Who has given it to you to steward and manage? The Lord. It belongs to Him. All of it. 
Psalm 24, the earth is the Lord's and everything in it. And as we are into 2023, God has just really put on my heart to share with you stewardship. And when we think about stewardship, when you hear that word, immediately your, your, your mind goes to what? Money, stewarding money. And in and, and this life of Joseph, like Tony was saying, man, was Joseph an amazing steward for the Lord? And the great thing about every single new year, you have the opportunity to reflect back on the previous year and take this assessment of you, of your life, of your time, of your resources. As we are in the 15 days of this new year, we look back at 2022 and we're able to give this honest evaluation and assessment of ourselves. In what areas in my life did I see growth? In what areas in my life do I need growth? In what areas in my life can I celebrate in 2022? How did I do? Lord, how did I do facing the trials and the tribulations and the difficulties of last year? And as we take an honest assessment, we can ask this question. Was I a good steward of the time and the talent and the treasures that God entrusted to me last year? So, Tony and Lori helped lay down this foundation in Genesis 37 where there is this issue. Point number one, it's not about me. And the danger of this me mentality is that it's completely conflicting upon what our pastor preached last week. And you know what's crazy about Scripture? This is not the first time where we see brothers being jealous of one another, right? In verse 11, it says, and his brothers were jealous of him, but his father kept this saying in mind. Jealous. Cain and Abel. You guys remember that story? Jacob and Esau. Remember that story? And here as we study Jacob and his, Joseph and his brothers, and you guys remember the, the story of the, the son who, who went away, he took the, his father's inheritance and he, he blew it on wild living. Remember that? And then he comes back, and then what was his older brother's response? Man, he blew it. And jealousy. Stewardship. Matthew chapter 20. Instead, whoever wants to be great among you must be your what? Servant. Slave. And whoever wants to be first must be your slave. And Pastor Armando shared last week in the church vision, Mark 10, 45, taking those talents and looking to the needs of others, but more importantly, looking to the needs of people and be willing to celebrate in their joy, in their success. I want to celebrate you. Not the heart of Joseph's brothers here in Genesis 37. When it becomes about me, when it becomes about us, we lose. We lose. Where does this start? It starts with surrender. The willingness to die to self, to let it go. And when I became a Christian in 2006, I was willing to die to Phil's. Died to myself, died to my pursuits, died to my own will. 
And it was in that moment of death where God gave me new life in Christ. The moment I died, I came alive and I realized it's not about me. It's all for Him. It's all because of Him. And I will steward this life that I have because I love Him. Can I get an amen? Here's the problem with contemporary America today. We still think we have part ownership. A lot of grace for all you guys that got those two questions wrong. But church, reminder, it does not belong to us. Be careful of the things that you hold on to in this world. The time, the talent, and the treasure. Because in a moment, these things could still just be taken away. And you, the great thing about Job, 40-something chapters of suffering, stripping him of everything that he had, a faithful steward he loses it all. In Matthew chapter 6, verse 24, it says, No one can serve two masters. Either you will hate one or you'll love the other. You'll either be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and what? Money. Mammon. And what we see from the life of Joseph is that he was a faithful steward in his home. He was a faithful steward in his gifts. So let's read a little bit more about the life of Joseph in Genesis 37, verses 18 through 28. 18 through 28. His brothers, they saw him from afar, and before he came near to them, they conspired against him to do what? To kill him. They said to one another, here comes this dreamer. Come now, let us kill him and throw him into one of the pits. Then we will say that a fierce animal has devoured him, and we will see what will become of his dreams. But when Reuben heard it, he rescued him out of their hands, saying, Let us not take his life. And Reuben said to them, Shed no blood. Throw him into this pit here in the wilderness, but do not lay a hand on him, that he might, that he might rescue him out of their hand to restore him to his father. So when Joseph came to his brothers, they stripped him of his robe, the robe of many colors that he wore, and they took him and they threw him into the pit. The pit was empty. There was no water in it. Verse 25. Then they sat down to eat, and looking up, they saw a caravan of Ishmaelites coming to Gilead with their camels bearing gum, balm, and mirth on the way to carry it down to Egypt. Then Judah told his brothers, what profit is it if we kill our brother and conceal his blood. Come, let us sell him to the Ishmaelites, and let not our hand be upon him, for he is our brother, our own flesh. And his brothers listened to him. Then Midianite traders came and passed by, and they threw Joseph up and lifted him out of the pit and sold him to the Ishmaelites for 20 shekels of silver. They took Joseph out of Egypt." Jealousy. The me mentality. And have you guys heard this, that comparison is the thief of joy? And what they're doing is they're looking at Joseph and they're thinking about themselves. And in jealousy, they were so focused on themselves and they justified killing their own brother. Throwing him to a cistern and to a pit. 
and then ending up selling his brother into slavery for 20 shekels of silver. If you guys could please turn with me to Genesis chapter 39. We're going to read how God now brings Joseph into this time of slavery and puts him in Potiphar's house. Does it get easier there? No. Verses 1 through 18. Now Joseph had been brought down to Egypt, and Potiphar, an officer of Pharaoh, the captain of the guard, an Egyptian, had brought him from the Ishmaelites, who had brought him down there. The Lord was with Joseph, and he became a successful man. And he was in the house of the Egyptian master, of his Egyptian master. His master saw the Lord was with him, and that the Lord caused all that he did to succeed in his hands. So Joseph found favor in his sight and attended him. And he made him overseer, steward of his house, and put him in charge of all that he had. From the time that he had made him overseer in his house and over all that he had, the Lord blessed the Egyptian's house for, the jo- for Joseph's sake. The blessing of the Lord was on all that he had in the house and field. So he left all that he had in, jo- in Joseph's charge. And because of him, he had no concern about anything but the food he ate. Now Joseph was handsome in form and appearance, and after a time his master's wife cast eyes on Joseph and said, lie with me. Turn to your neighbor and say, yikes. Verse 8, but he refused and said to his master's wife, behold, because of my master has no concern about anything in the house and has put me, has put everything that he has in my charge, he is not greater in this house than than I am. Nor has he kept anything back from me except you, because you are his wife. How then can I do this great wickedness and sin against who? My God. And as she spoke to Joseph day after day, man, persistent, he would not listen to her, to lie beside her, or to be with her. But one day, when he went into the house to do his work, and none of the men of the house was there in the house, she caught him by the garment saying, lie with me. But he left his garment in her hand and fled and got out of the house. How fast do you think Joseph was moving? Man, probably really fast. So one time, when I was 12 years old, I said a bad word to my mom. Bad word. And you don't ever want to get my mom mad. Five foot two Filipina lady with a slipper in her hand that me at 12 years old was running full speed. I had to get out of the house because I know my mom was coming for me. And then she got me by the, by the back of my garment and I reached the door and I went for the door and I got out of the house and I looked and my shirt was off of my back. Joseph was running that fast. Fled out of the house, she called to the men of her household and said to them, See, he has brought us a Hebrew to laugh at us. He came into me to lie with me, and I cried out in a loud voice. As soon as, she, as, soon as he heard that I lifted up my voice and cried out, he left his garment beside me and fled and got out of the house. Oh my gosh. False accusation. Then she laid up his garment by her until his master came home. And she told him the same story, saying, 
the Hebrew servant whom you have brought among us came in to me to laugh at me. But as soon as I lifted up my voice and cried, he left his garment beside me and fled out of the house. Verse 19. As soon as the master heard these words that his wife spoke to him, this is the way your servant treated me. His anger was kindled. And Joseph's master took him and put him into the prison, the place where the king's prisoners were confined. And he was there in prison. But the Lord was with Joseph and showed him steadfast love and gave him favor in the sight of the keeper of the prison. And the keeper of the prison put Joseph in charge of all the prisoners who were in the prison. Whatever was done there, he was the one who did it. The keeper of the prison paid no attention to anything that was in Joseph's charge because the Lord was with him. And whatever he did, the Lord made it succeed. How can I commit this great wickedness against my God? And Joseph set these boundaries. I'm not going to speak to her. I'm not going to listen to her. I'm not going to lie beside her or be near her. And what you see is a man stewarding his mind, his body, and his own sexual temptation. Can I get an amen? Joseph was stewarding his body. He was stewarding his gift. He was stewarding his position that God had given him. He was stewarding his own flesh. His ears. He's not even going to listen to her. Men in this room. Lust is easily accessible, isn't it? Very easy. In our, our phones, I don't even have my phone. It's so easy to just look at pornography. So easy. And women do it too. And what you see is you see Joseph faithfully stewarding everything that he has because of his relationship that he has with his God. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, flee from sexual immorality. Every other sin a person commits is outside the body, but the sexually immoral person sins against his own body. Or do you not know that your body is a temple of the what? Holy Spirit within you, whom you have from God. You are not your own. You are bought, at, bought with a price. So glorify God with your what? With your body. And what you see is that there are definite challenges in honoring and glorifying God in the valleys of life. When it's hard, where you're deep in the pit, it is really hard to trust and live for Him. But I want, look at here. Look at Joseph here. There are also major challenges in honoring God, even on the mountaintops of life. Did Joseph have treasures? Yeah. Did Joseph have positions? Did he have? He had it all. And in many times, people in these positions would have compromised with Potiphar's wife, would have compromised with that position, would have compromised with those talents and those treasures. But why didn't Joseph? Because of the relationship with his Lord. Can I get an amen? His relationship with God transcended into every area of his life. It affected his conduct. His relationship affected his speech. His relationship with God even affected the boundaries that he set with Potiphar's wife. 
What makes Joseph a great steward as we are in 15 days of 2023? What makes him a great steward is he realized it wasn't about him. He knew where the favor came from. He knew where the gifting and the talents came from. And he honored God with humility in the pit and even as he was lording over Egypt. Point number two, stewardship and sacrifice. One thing that I learned about stewardship, I learned really early from my own parents. And my mom, my dad, so I have three other, I have two brothers and I have a sister, and I learned really early what it meant to sacrifice and steward your family and your home well. And my dad, you know, worked in Pico Rivera, still does. My mom was working at Children's Hospital in Los Angeles, driving back and forth to LA multiple times a day to take care of our home. And I learned stewardship and I learned sacrifice really early from seeing them. And as Joseph was a faithful steward, we see his faithfulness. But sometimes we also have to understand that there are great costs at times in doing the right thing. Joseph sacrificed comfort and at times stewarding his faithfulness didn't always lead him to the most comfortable situations. The pit slavery, prison, battling these false accusations. And I want to give you guys a word of encouragement. Maybe there's some of you here in 2023 where you are flat out exhausted and where you have been fighting the good fight and you're tired and you are contemplating quitting, stewarding, doing the right thing. Do not grow weary in doing good for in due season you'll reap a harvest if you do not give up. Press. A new year, press. A new year, push. And the same almighty, powerful God that sees you, push. God sees you in your obedience, and so do others. Your response speaks volumes. When Joseph was faithful in his home amongst his brothers, he trusted. When Joseph was in the pit, he trusted. When Joseph was in Potiphar's house and these false accusations came his way, he trusted. Point number three, in closing in this message, time, talent, and treasure. Luke 16, whoever can be trusted with very little can also be trusted with much, but whoever is dishonest with very little is also dishonest with much. Church this morning, be faithful in the small things. Turn to your neighbor and say, everything matters. Okay, turn your neighbor a second choice with more enthusiasm. Everything matters. Everything matters. Be faithful in the small things because guess what? We have a God that does great work in the small things. Can I get an amen? If you have faith just the size of a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain what? Move and it will move. David had five smooth stones in a sling. A widow had, had just jars and oil. Rahab had a rope. And like Tony said, if you have just a little vision coming into this year, feed it, walk in it, and be obedient to God. And in due time, God will bless it. To piggyback after, after Pastor Armando's message last week, be vision-driven. Be vision driven. Always remember the why. 
Have you ever guys ever been in a situation where you forgot why you were doing something? Why, why am I even doing this? Why am I here? Why am I here? Never forget the why. Be vision driven. Joseph's vision. Remember his vision? He remembered that vision and he lived in it. He acted upon it. And Jesus wasn't messing around with his vision. John 4, verse 34, Jesus said to them, my food is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. My food, my sustenance, my purpose, the reason why I've come. The church vision. Mark 10, 45. Matthew chapter 28. How would that change the climate of Fallbrook? if we carried out that mission vision. Revival? Oh. More love in this community? More grace in this community? I have no idea what it would look like. But one, th- but, but one thing that I do know is that this will be a better place because God wants to bless it. Amen? I want to share with you guys my personal vision that I had years ago, two of them, two of them, that have always been in the forefront of my mind. I went to sleep, and then God gave me this vision, and I think I was in the Philippines, but it was in some Asian country where I remember I was preaching God's word, and I just see a bunch of kids excited to hear the gospel and they were just running to the front of the stage, and the crowd just kept growing. And I looked out, and there were thousands of people hearing the gospel. That vision today still drives me. And then another vision, I told this to Pastor Armando just months ago. For those of you guys that know, I went through a divorce this past year, last year, 2022, and I worried a lot about my son. Worried a lot about his childhood, his upbringing. Now he's in a broken home. I feel like now he's behind the ball. I've, and so many thoughts of discouragement are going through my head. And then God gives me this vision. And in this vision, someone's taking a picture. And my son's next to me. And I have his shoulder. And his shoulder's up here. And he's tall. And he's, we're smiling for this picture And God, in the Spirit, tells me, Phils, your son is going to be okay. Be vision-driven. And church, and we look at Joseph, and you look at this man who has been through it all, and you're like, why would God allow him to go through all that? And like Tony said, 11 years... This moment when he was 17 years old, 11 years after, then we could see the fruit. He's in prison, steward, he's stewarding his gift again. He interprets two more dreams of Pharaoh, the cupbearer and the, the baker, they lead, you know, which lead him to interpreting Pharaoh's dream. And now Pharaoh elevates Joseph to rule over Egypt. In the times of famine, and Joseph is used to save so many people's lives. Eleven years. And then you guys know what happens, right? Here, read read with me. Genesis 45. Closing the sermon. Here we go. Verses 1 through 9. Then Joseph could not control himself before all those who stood by him. He cried. 
Make everyone go out for me so no one has stayed with him when Joseph made himself known to who? His brothers. And he wept, out, he wept aloud so that when the Egyptians heard it and the household of Pharaoh heard it, and Joseph said to his brothers, I am Joseph. Is my father still alive? But his brothers could not answer him for they were dismayed at his presence. So Joseph said to his brothers, Come near to me, please. And they came near, and he said, I am your brother Joseph, whom you sold into Egypt. And now do not be distressed or angry with yourselves, because you sold me here. For God sent me before you to preserve life. For the famine has been in the land for these two years, and there are yet five years in which there will be neither plowing nor harvest. And God sent me before you to preserve for you a remnant on earth and to keep alive for you many survivors. So it was not you who sent me here, but who? God sent him there. He has made me a father to Pharaoh and Lord of of all his house and ruler over all the land of Egypt. Hurry and go up to my father and say to him, Thus your son Joseph... God has made me Lord of Egypt. Wow. Church, where there is no vision, what happens to the people? They perish. As Joseph was faithfully serving and stewarding his gifts, his position, his mind, even his body, his relationships with others, and more importantly, the thing that trumped it all, his relationship with his God, the favor of the Lord followed his faithfulness. It's not about me. It's a gift from God. He entrusted it to you to steward it for him. Time, talent, and treasure. But church, I want to be very real with you. There will be a day when this season of stewardship will come to an end. Each and every one of us And we will take an account of all that we did. Church, 2023, day 15, stay mission-minded, stay vision-driven. From the privilege in his father's house to the pit his brothers threw him into, to being property in the slave market, to the privilege of managing Potiphar's house, to the principled stand against temptation, to the perjury of false accusation, to the prison of Pharaoh, to being Lord of Egypt. It's a process sometimes. And if you guys are tired, stay on track and press and push and don't ever forget the why. Can I get an amen? All eyes closed, all heads bowed. Just have some closing questions for you. What has God given you? What has God given you? Do you know that it's all His? Not just the house, not just the bank account, not just the car, but your mind, your body, your time, your talent, your treasure, your gift. What are you going to steward better in 2023? Time, talent, treasure. 
look in right now, all eyes closed, all heads bowed, and take an honest assessment. Lord, what can I better steward this year for your kingdom and for your glory? When your life is over, and this time of stewardship is over, what legacy, what do you want to leave behind to your spouse, to your kids, to future generations, to this beautiful town that we so love, to this world that needs hope and peace, love and grace, and to those, like I said, keep on going. Press, push, drive. No matter how difficult it can be, just like Joseph, God sees you. And in that time, God will elevate you and God will bless you. Just don't quit. Last question. Has God given you a vision? Has God given you a vision? And I want you to know your vision is not just for you. Like Joseph told his brothers, you guys sold me here and you guys, you think you were the ones who sent me here, but no, God, God brought me here. I want you to know that your vision that God's given you, it's not for you. It's to bless others. Your family, this town, the world. Lord, we come before you and as we walk in faithfulness in 2023, may your favor follow us this year just like it did with Joseph. Lord, I pray, God, for any heart, any soul that's in this place right now.